I sighed again. Was no one getting the point why I wanted to leave Earth and live in space? And no, this wasn't just for a space trip. I was talking about full-on inhabitation aboard a space station all my own. Unbeknownst to my executive team, I'd already started construction a long while ago on my uber-secret project, the Duke 4, which was nearing completion and soon would be ready for me to live in. It can't be done. It would take years to build it, and do you really want to invest in something so expensive? Jacob asked, an incredulous look on his face. <laughs> I snorted. Expensive. Was he kidding me? I was Earth's first and only trillionaire. The word expensive meant nothing to me. I could literally afford anything I wanted, including the most expensive personal space station in existence. It had taken three long years to build, and it was nearing completion. I was only just now informing the executives who worked for me that I was about to get on a space rocket ship and leave Earth. I would continue to lead on key business matters with an emphasis on key. The rest, I was leaving to them to manage. Well, it's been done, I said and opened my presentation that showed the first pictures revealed to anyone other than myself. Here is the Duke 4, my future home. I leave in a month's time. I smiled at all the looks of surprise and even a few mouths that were wide open as I continued the slideshow, revealing my new space quarters. The room went quiet, completely hush with awe. What do you think? I asked my team. Why? Tiffany asked, her eyes genuine with curiosity. Because, dear heart, I'm sick to death of women like you, blood-sucking, money-hungry, and artificial in every way down to her tits. And then there was the rest of the human race. No matter my philanthropic efforts that I'd started doing as a young man, as heir to my family's legacy and immense fortune, I was fed up, angry, jaded, not amused. At age 32, I wanted nothing to do with them. I wanted to hold myself up as far away from them as I could afford. So I'd stake billions into the project, hiring only the best and brightest minds to make it a reality. I blinked, looking at the text I'd just gotten from Todd. I'd known it was coming, but I hadn't thought him the type to break up with someone via their cell. It was just plain rude, not done. I held back my tears. Don't cry for that asshole, he was cheating on you the entire time. Instead, I threw my phone across the room, smashing it against the wall, which, on retrospect, was a bad idea. It made a shattering sound and I immediately regretted it. Payday wasn't until next Friday, a week and a half away. Going even a day without a cell phone was a recipe for disaster. Working for a cleaning service meant that I had a schedule of regulars and all the ones that popped up as the workday and work week trolled on. I picked up my phone and, sure enough, it was broken. The front screen shattered to the point that anything on it was unreadable. Shit. I hadn't looked at today's schedule online. I knew my regulars like the back of my hand, but I would need to check for any other appointments outside of those. Would I have time to hit the library and check the schedule? I grabbed my coffee carafe, my maid hat, and apron, and headed outside to my piece-of-shit truck. It had been a gift from my grandfather seven years ago. Despite already having nearly 200,000 miles on it and being 17 years old, it was still running. By some miracle. But lately, it had been coughing a lot and stalling out on me. 
I didn't know what I would do if it completely stopped running. I'd be screwed, pure and simple. I had to have a car for my job. It fired up and, thankfully, it roared to life. Thank you, God, I said to myself, kissing my inner palm and then thumping it against the roof of the truck. Something my mom had always done when she was alive. Rest in peace, Ma. I put on my air mask, which was filthy. It had been a while since I had bought a new pack. Driving in L.A. meant dealing with smog, and with the crippling earth population, it had only gotten worse despite the EPA's diligent efforts. I didn't earn enough money to afford the clean air canisters that Duke Enterprises sold. I'd never had enough money to go anywhere except to the coast or up to San Francisco where the air quality was better. I grabbed my asthma preventative inhaler and sucked in a deep breath. God bless national health care. Without it, I'd never be able to...